0: Good morning, this is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments with a Franciscan Moment on Mater Dei Radio. As Jesus teaches his disciples what it means to truly follow him, time and time again, he urges his followers to deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Well, what does this cross mean for me and for my life? And what role do suffering and sacrifice have in the call to follow Jesus? With me today to reflect on some of these questions is Franciscan Friar, Father Dan Petit. Father Dan, thanks for coming and joining us today.
1: Yeah, glad to be with you again. It's always a pleasure to be on your program.
0: We were reflecting a little bit before we got on the air today and we mentioned uh, September. We could call this the month of the cross. We have this, I I guess I call it a trifecta of of feasts. We have the feast of the exaltation of the cross on September 14th, followed by the feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. And then you and I have talked about the feast of the stigmata of St. Francis on the 17th. It's just like, wow, we're we're. We're dancing with the passion of the Lord, and I would love to have you help us unpack some of these feasts and how they might be connected. I mean, first of all, why do we have a feast, this exaltation of the cross on September 14th? How can we look at this particular feast in the church?
1: Well, the um, the, the you know we're going to the core of our faith, and so there's so much. This is meat and potatoes, Catholicism, when we come to the cross, our churches are uh, have crucifixes in them uh, with the with the corpus of Christ and the victory the the triumph of the cross is that Christ himself, the son of the living God, was put on trial and was condemned to death and he did die but see in doing so he completely defeated this world and that's the triumph of the cross because currently the whole world the whole world has been, placed under the edict by christ crucified that you shall not last it's passing away and and i'm talking about the world wherein you know uh, we, we're trying to make a human right out of abortion or we're talking about a world that sends children into sex slavery or we're talking about a world that places higher premium on money than human beings that world has been placed under edict by Christ on the cross you shall not last because all things have been placed under his feet. And that's the triumph of the cross. And it's uh, it's really, uh, it's a situation where the world is passing away and what we await is a new heavens and a new earth. And we can't stop this world from passing, which doesn't mean we don't care for this world. No, we're, we're called, called upon to be Christ in this world, and by the way we live our lives in the body now, we will either cry out and welcome because we love the Lord so much, or we'll flee for the heels because we're so afraid of him, you know, it's like, and hopefully, you know, we will live our lives in the body in such a way that we're welcoming Christ, we're caring for others, we're laying our lives down, we're, we're trying to serve and preserve life rather than treat it casually and And the like. So this is the triumph of the cross um, in in our world.
0: Right. And we hear Jesus even using these words. And we we heard it recently in one of our gospel readings where, first of all, uh, Peter makes his proclamation of faith. You know, you are the Christ. You are the son of God. And then Jesus talks about his passion, that he is going to suffer. He he is going to die. And in order to be my disciple, you must take up your cross and follow me and and Peter's having a hard time with this. No this can't be Lord. We you can't die. You can't suffer. Um what about this idea of the cross that Jesus even tells us to take up our cross.
1: You know that that is followed by the then the saying take up your cross daily deny yourself. Now, denial in the culture, the way the world interprets that word denial is it takes it to mean that we as Catholics require men and women to deny they have feelings. And they inter- the world interprets that to mean that denial is a sort of Freudian repression, which That denial has, it has, it has little to do with the feelings. I mean, feelings are feelings. God created us with feelings. Uh, what the denial is, is the denial of my own will, which is weak. Our will is weak. And what the will, weak will tends to do is let the emotions get out in front of it and drive the chariot. And see what we need to be able to do is deny our own will in the service of god's will and, and that's the surrender that's what we need to do to surrender but our will is weak and so the denial is trying to to live our lives in keeping with the grace of christ to strengthen our will for the pursuit of the goodwill of the father he wishes only our good and it's a better world when we surrender and try to accomplish his will instead of doing our own will and that's where the denial is focused on
0: right And so it is in God's will be done. I mean, we pray that prayer every day, probably many times a day with our rosary, the Our Father prayer, Thy will be done to be reminded of that on a regular basis, Father Dan, that's that can be a difficult time sometimes when we just want to be in control of this relationship of my job, of my career, of my family. I want to be in charge. And yet the Lord is saying there's a better way.
1: Yeah, there's a better way. And his will, and this is our faith, of course, our faith uh, affirms his will is a good will. It's not an Mm -hmm. ill will. It's not an intimidating, tyrannical will. Christ was not a tyrant. He wasn't like Joseph Stalin, where he's tyrannical. He's coming on the scene and he's intimidating you and forcing you. And no, I mean, we have our freedom. So it's not an, you know, that's the world, again, the world sets up our will against God's, and he's so opposed to us, he's trying to force himself on us. No, it's love can't be forced. Uh, And so he does try to free us for the purpose of the love he hopes he'll gain from us, which is what he wants. And his will is good. It desires your good. It desires my good. But that doesn't mean there's no evil in the world, because of what we do to each other. See, this is where um, we are are very inhumane in our treatment of each other. And that's not according to God's will. It's not his will that we treat each other this way. That's the call of the gospel, is to surrender ourselves to the will of the Father so that we get on board with accomplishing good and, and our will stays a goodwill toward others as well which that's hard that's hard to do especially when you are living in a fallen world and you get hurt and feel like it's hard to forgive because you're hurting so badly because this person has harmed you um that's the challenge of the gospel right i mean forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us yeah that's a tall order Mm
0: mm-hmm Exactly. Father Dan Petit is with us, Franciscan Friar. We're talking about the cross and, you know, the next day, and we'll just talk a little bit about this. Our lady, our lady of sorrows follows that triumph of the cross. And I think the one model that we can best relate to on how do we approach the cross, how do we approach sufferings comes from our lady of sorrows.
1: Yeah, that is, I, I, it's so true. Um, you know, and I, I mean, the best way I have for expressing that in my own life as a priest is to say that I, I am not the moral high ground in the Catholic Church. I'm not the moral high ground in the world, for that matter. Uh, Jesus Christ is the moral high ground. And it's, it's tough to try to keep up with him. Um, but Our Lady figures in so prominently, in my own attempt at least at doing that, is Our Lady is there at the foot of the cross, She is so strong in the pursuit of loving her son. She's there at the foot of the cross. Even as they brutalized her beloved son, she was there. She didn't pull out a sword like Peter did on Thursday night. She didn't start to get violent. No, she was there, and she stayed the course of her love for her son and was so supportive to him as he was suffering. And she helps us as well keep the path of our own discipleship and to try to keep up with her son. Because that's a tall order to try to keep up with him. He is amazing. Can you imagine? He said to us from the cross, Father, forgive them. You I mean, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, it's like that's hard to keep up with. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and Mary really Mary helps us do that.
0: Yeah. Father Dan Petit is with us, Franciscan Friar. Father Dan, I want to talk a little bit about St. Francis as well and looking to some of the examples we can learn from him, but we are coming up to our break. So hang on the line and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Sounds good. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Franciscan Friar Father Dan Petit. We are f- reflecting on the cross in the month of September. Actually, there's several feast days that really surround this theme of the cross. One is the Triumph or the Exaltation of the Cross on September. 14th, and then Our Lady of Sorrows feast day, beautiful feast day. In fact, for our local listeners, the Grotto, the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, that's their big paternal feast day on September 15th. And then for Franciscans again, looking at the stigmata, that cross that St. Francis actually endured physically on September 17th. Father Dan, I was thinking about just how we can learn about those words Jesus calls us to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And, and, and maybe just giving us some examples, some ways that, you know, if we were going to talk to St. Francis today, be like St. Francis, how do we, how do we do this? How do we do this and follow Christ?
1: Well, I mean, Francis himself, uh, did give the answer to that for the brothers, um, For example, uh, when he went to Syria, we all know the story as well. He went to Syria to try to convert the sultan in the Muslim world. And when he came back, what he discovered was two brothers that he put in charge had begun to institute all kinds of laws of fasting. Mm. And Francis got upset with them. He said, you don't fast according to laws. You consult the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you on whether you are to fast or not, you know, and of course, we fast when the church uh calls us to fast you know like uh good friday we we abstain from meat we we fast we have and that's a good thing and and so francis his answer for most of these things would be follow the holy spirit you've been given your spiritual director in your soul and that's the holy spirit and be guided by him as best as you can to try to be uh, uh pliable to this gentle guide within your soul. And that would be his answer, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you're going to have right. the Holy Spirit as your guide, certainly I, we were talking about St. Fran- uh, Maximilian Colby off off air, but Maximilian Colby writes a lot about our lady and the Holy Spirit. And, right. you know, this connection, this intimate connection between our blessed mother and the Holy spirit. I think if we know our lady, we get to know the Holy spirit. Yeah.
1: You know, that opens a whole other, uh, like a venue for theological reflection. Obviously. I mean, the Holy spirit and our lady, she is spouse of the Holy spirit. According to St. Francis, that's his title for one of the titles for our lady. She is the spouse of the Holy spirit. And, uh, for Maximian Colby, Uh, He says, Jesus said in the gospel, no one has ever seen the Father. Now, we've seen the Son in Jesus Christ, and where have we seen the Holy Spirit? He doesn't say we've never seen the Holy Spirit. Uh, Now, Mary is not an incarnation of the Holy Spirit, but she's a perfect reflection of her spouse, the Spirit, Mm -hmm. for us. And she, in a way, puts a face on this spirit um because of that she's not the holy spirit no but she's the she's as maximian colby puts it she's the created image of the spirit whereas the holy spirit is the uncreated spirit um and that that's a big difference to be created as opposed to uncreated you know right right so there is that actual difference between god and a creature but Mm -hmm. mary so completely was faithful to the Holy Spirit in her life, that she never sinned and became a perfect image to us then of what the Holy Spirit was like.
0: Right. Let's look a little bit more at that aspect of suffering. And I think that's always the big question as people are pondering whether they are living a Christian life or they're looking from the outside in what about suffering? What about the tragedies of war and of violence and of, uh, you know, hurricanes and fires and, and, you know, destruction that happens outside of us to us? Um, where where do those sufferings, how can we reconcile with them? If we're talking to St. Francis, you know, what role does that suffering play in my life with Christ?
1: Well, you know, uh, you know, we do have paschal mystery which is the the life death and resurrection of christ it's not only the resurrection now god resolved human suffering in the resurrection raising christ but we still have the glaring injustice of the cross of christ to face ourselves in this paschal mystery um because in a fallen world which we do live in right now as i mentioned Yes, everything has been placed under Christ's feet at the foot of the cross. He, This world is under sentence. Thou shalt not laugh. It's passing away. We can't stop it. We could probably stop it if we could kill Christ again, but that's impossible. He's risen from the dead. He can never die again. There's a new world coming. He's inaugurating it, but... In the meantime, we're still living in this world, awaiting the new heavens and the new earth. And that means we're gonna suffer. It's a fallen world. People will do mean things to us. Awful things will happen, injustices will happen. And so we're left with not just the resurrection at this point, that's on promise, but we still have to face the glaring injustice Christ suffered on good friday um, an innocent man was put to death and the answer each of us gives to that injustice christ suffered and how we respond to it comes down to each one of us and our faith as we attempt to get through life with christ as opposed to without him see the danger of rejecting the cross is you reject christ upon it and then he's out of your life and, and that's a dark world. That's a very dark world. You're just left with a fallen world. And and so our embrace of the cross is at the same time embracing the Savior who's upon it. And in our faith, we find a way through it rather than ignoring it or maybe taking a fifth of whiskey or go off into some uh, momentary relief that really is no final solution the way Christ would be if we would just stay with him at the foot of the cross, with the help of the Blessed Mother, who's there at the foot of the cross, and by the way, a huge cloud of witnesses of the saints who have also joined Mary at the foot of the cross, all of them are there to help us. We have a lot of helps through faith on getting through these hard times that we face in a fallen world where evil does happen and we do get hurt, you know.
0: And I think about that vision of uh, Mary and John and Magdalene at the foot of the cross. What's flowing out of Christ is love. I mean, we hear that scripture for God so loved the world that the cross happened and that Mary could see this is all because of God's love. We have to push through this. Because God is flowing, that mercy that's going to flow from His body is the mercy of God's love, and I just I think bringing that love into our idea of the cross is going to help us on the journey.
1: Absolutely, and I think Saint Paul said it. You know, light has shone in the darkness, and and the darkness did not overcome it because He came back from the dead. And of course, if Peter had gotten his way at Caesarea Philippi, uh, Lord, you can't go to Jerusalem there. All of us would still be dead in our sin because he never would have gotten there. I mean, imagine that Um, if Peter had had his way, you know, Lord, you can't go up there. And you'll notice Jesus turned on him and said, get behind me, Satan. You're trying to keep me from saving all these people. And that includes us today. Uh, Thank God Peter didn't get his way.
0: Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we have a lot to be grateful for. And I think just another way to approach the cross. And as I hold that rosary again, I think it's beautiful that on our rosary, we have that crucifix. It reminds us um, of the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah
1: right, which, which is a sacrifice of love. And he's way more gentle and kind with us than we are with ourselves. I mean, again, if Mary mirrors to us the Holy Spirit, um, boy, look at the gentleness, the kindness, the love. And that's what we're faced with uh, as we go through life. Uh, evil, whence comes evil. It's not from our Lord. He has good will toward us. It's what we do to each other. So how are we gonna get through that? Well. He's come to help us through that um, and, and maintain goodwill in our hearts instead of going sour and maybe becoming bitter, which is a possibility and because we can get so hurt in life. And, and it's understandable with some of the terrible things that can happen. People can become bitter. But with God's help, our spirit can be healed and strengthened to maintain goodwill and, and and forgive. And, and, and again, it's hard work. There's no question. Forgiveness takes a great deal of hard work because we have to face the evil that we've experienced. But uh, with Christ, we can do it.
0: Yeah. And that is the good news with Christ, is, with Christ, with and that's Christ, it. not without him. That's right. That's right. Good news from Father Dan Petit. It's always great to talk with you, Father Dan. I want to thank you for your time with us today. Would you help us close with a prayer and your blessing, please?
1: Sure. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're so grateful to you, dear Heavenly Father, for sending us Jesus and for such a courageous witness to us and a testimony of your great love for us. And we thank you for that and pray that we may ever grow in our love for you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The blessed mighty God descend upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you so much, Father. Have a blessed week.
1: Thank you. You too.